Milk, milk, lemonade. There's two versions. Uh, one says around the corner fudge is made. The other says push the button fudge is made. I've only ever heard the around the corner. Me too. Fudge is made. And that's I haven't my traveled pl- much though, so. <laughs> Maybe that's what they say in Europe. Maybe, perhaps. I'm only familiar with the around the corner. I can't believe we were talking about that oh my God. on was, the radio yesterday. I was driving to work yesterday morning thinking about that. That we were going to be discussing that. I was giggling. It's like 3.30 in the morning. I'm a grown man giggling about milk, milk, lemonade. And it was by myself. It was a trivia question that we were asking yeah. someone for money. Mm. Milk, milk, lemonade, what is made around the corner? The and answer they, being fudge. They had no idea. They had never heard that before. And it turns out a shocking amount of people have never heard that old children's tale from the sea. Yeah. That old chanty we all heard once upon a time and now we know where lemonade comes from no now we know where fudge comes from hang on just a second what's up if you pick your nose and if you pick your bum what do you have uh i don't know bubble gum pick your nose pick your bum now you got the bubble gum <laughs> Woo. yeah okay that's going in the vault who is this this is sheldon nicely done sheldon and you're a grown man uh, I pretend to be anyway. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations <laughs> on living your best life. Thanks, Karen. You have yourself a good day. I've never heard that one. Me neither, but I feel richer now having heard it. You pick your nose, you pick your bum. What do you get other than pink eye? Bubble gum. And bad breath. A long chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size, so you can lay it flat. Hey everybody, I'm Garner Andrews, that's Bryce Kelly. We're the Lawn Chair Prophets. We also host a radio show. You can hear us weekday mornings between 5.30 and 9 on Sonic 1029 in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Goose Hunters Paradise. You can find us online, sonic1029.com. Yeah, it's uh, full of rich content, like Milk Milk Lemonade. And pick your nose. Pick your bum. It's usually not that juvenile, and it upset people. It's unbelievable how people just got outraged. By a simple little rhyme that we all used to say as children. My favorite uh, was that uh, when we talked about Milk Milk Lemonade, it happened to be International Women's Day, and someone thought that we were really... Attacking women. Throwing mud on the whole uh, Women's Day experience. But, but, as it turns out, a lot of women texted in and they're like, oh no, we laugh at poop jokes too. Yeah. Good. I failed to connect those dots. I couldn't get from point A to point B on how we went from uh, Milk Milk Lemonade to... Just spitting in the face of International Women's Day. Okay. Enough (laughs) scatological reference. You had a story the other... What was the junk drawer story? I have no idea. Oh. No, it was uh, was some survey just about how... Oh. It was a cleaning survey over the last year, this pandemic year, about how uh, as clean as we want our houses, there's always a black hole of... Some area in our house that we just cannot get clean. No, you can't get it under control. For most people, it's a garage or whatever. But then the survey also found it said 88% of people have a junk drawer in their house. And I found that number. Low? It, it, it can't be true. It has. It's 100% of people. Everyone has a junk drawer. I have multiple. Like I have two in my garage and one in my kitchen. So that just made me wonder, why would 12% of people lie about not having a junk drawer? I don't know. 
We all just, have one and they're all the same. Maybe they just want to make us feel bad about ourselves for being slobs. I was thinking about it in great detail for a long time afterwards. And I actually came to this beautiful realization that drunk drawers are what bind us together as human beings. They're what separate us from the animals and unite us as a people. Yeah. Do you think a chimpanzee has a junk drawer? No. No. Do you think an orangutan has a drawer full of possibly dead batteries? And tape measures? Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> no. But everyone, regardless of religious upbringing, color of skin, sexual orientation, no matter where they grew up in this world, we all have junk drawers. Where else are you going to keep those keys to apartments you no longer live in? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have... So many keys in my junk drawer, and I can't bring myself to get rid of them because I just have those what-if moments. Makes me wonder if uh, someone has a key to my house just sitting in their junk drawer. Oh, I guarantee you they do, and they're going to come into your house in the middle of the night and murder you. That's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, hey, should we do a little uh, junk drawer show and tell on the phone here? Yes, please. Yeah, this will be compelling podcasting. <laughs> Hi. Um, I wanted to know if you wanted to know what was in my junk drawer because I'm standing in front of it right now. Well, maybe we should do a little junk drawer show and tell on the show today. This is going to be good radio. Do you, I mean, like, I don't, I just, there's a lot of stuff in here that should probably go in the garbage. Okay. What, what's your first name, first of all? Chelsea. Chelsea? Good morning. Uh, stare in there for a second. Do you have shoelaces for shoes that you don't own anymore? No, but I have a hoodie string. Uh, okay, close enough. Yeah, a hoodie string in there. What else do we see? Um, there's. So when we got married in 2019, we were going to do uh, a toonie bar, and we changed our minds, and we switched to just an open bar. So I still have the tickets from that. Okay, you've got the you've got the the liquor tickets from your bar that you never yeah. had. Okay. Unopened, unopened. Okay. Uh, a glue stick, birthday candles, four different types of charging charging cords. Uh, I've got two collars from when my dog was a very tiny puppy. Um, I have literally a basket full of pens. I feel like I should be bidding on your junk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I don't have a lot of cupboard space or drawer space in my kitchen, so my tea towels are along the back of the drawer. Yeah. Yeah. I think it it sounds to me like I'm not going to go all Marie Kondo on you or anything here, but I mm -hmm. think you could probably just walk right out to your garbage can right now, dump the whole thing in there, and you wouldn't skip a beat in your life. I actually, no, I, it's totally a hoarder's mentality, but there is a couple things in here that I would actually miss. There, there are some useful items. Maybe we should try and auction off somebody's junk drawer. You don't have to actually sell the physical drawer, but just dump all of the items into a bag and then just leave it on your front step and somebody can come pick like, it up. Like how people buy those Amazon packages that were never delivered? <laughs> I've never Have heard of that. It? It's like, you know oh. what this is? This is the grown-up version of the uh, surprise loot bag you'd, you'd spend a dollar on at the store and you didn't know what you were getting. Oh, I thought you meant like storage wars. It's a low-budget version of Storage Wars, yeah. I thought the hoodie string was a nice touch. Yeah, it's not a shoelace, but it's close enough. No, it's nice and random. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to throw that away. I mean, you're never going to sit there and restring the hoodie, hoodie it, string. It's like a pair of gym shorts that the drawstring comes out of. You might as well throw those gym shorts because you're never getting that string back in there. Even if you could, you're never going to take the time. To feed that thing back into the gym shorts. Nope. Throw that thing into the river. It's done forever. Yeah. 
Uh, junk drawer show and tell. I have two dozen bread bag clips. Neat. <laughs> Ever used twist tie ever. A dozen dried out markers from elementary school. Yes. Four white pencil crayons Ooh. unused. The white pencil crayon. Why? I didn't even sharpen that thing. I left that one unsharpened. It is the most useless of all the pencil crayons. This is the part that gets me. I also have three decks of cards with the number of cards in the deck written on the box. 37, 48, and 56. <laughs> what? <laughs> the last one. Why, would you, why wouldn't you just get rid of those? If the number is not 52, why do you have them? Yeah. Get rid of a deck of cards. How much is a deck of cards now? Free? Pretty much. Yeah. I think everyone has a deck of cards in theirs, too. I definitely have a deck of cards in mine. We should put together the Lawn Chair Profits list of most useless things ever, though. And white pencil crayon would have to be on there. It didn't even work on black construction paper. It didn't work. No, that thing was worthless. <sighs> I hope those dried out markers, though, were the smelly ones. Yeah. You just sit there all day. You're supposed to be working, but you just lemon, mm. lemon scented. Uh, somebody's saying perhaps the remaining 12% have more than one junk drawer. Hence, they aren't lying. Yeah, I even admit it. I have multiple junk drawers. No, but you would still say yes. If yeah, I have a junk drawer. Yeah. I have three. <laughs> I don't want to brag, though. I have so much junk. Oh, you should see all my junk. I have a digital camera in mine that... I will never use. I barely used when I had it. Yeah. And I don't know why. I just, I've moved homes. I've moved from junk drawer to junk drawer, and it has remained in the drawer. Do you have ra random battery, char or ra random chargers and cords for electronics you don't even own anymore? Yeah, just in case I want to fire up that iPod classic of mine. Yeah, but it's the same time. I have the same drawer, but it's like I can't throw any of those things out because I don't really know what they're for. I no longer know, so it's like, I better not be caught without that random cord. <laughs> that one that's all frayed and broken? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have old iPhones in mine. Ooh. I don't Gregor. think they're worth anything. No. I finally got rid of my old iPhones. It's amazing what people will pay for an old iPhone. Really? Yes. Oh, maybe that's my plan B if the wheels fall off of this the whole, whole thing. I'm sure that the guy that bought my used iPhone, it was a 7, I think. Maybe a six. I don't even remember. I met him in a police station parking lot. That's where we did the deal. Ooh, to be safe. Yep. And he came wheeling in in a beat up POS of a car that probably, and I kid you not, it had 300 cell phone boxes inside it, like just strewn about the whole car. And probably the entire dash was covered in uh, like cords, charger cords, chargers, huh. everything. And he gets out and he comes up to me and he's like, oh yeah, I, I'm buying this to uh, give as a gift to my nephew. No, you're not. You're a cell phone dealer. Look at your car. Like, why would he even pretend that? <laughs> why, why lie to a stranger? I don't know. And then he tried to lowball me on the price. And I did the move where I said, I said, good day. And I turned and he paid me my asking price. Ooh. He knew it was a good deal. Uh, you know what we should do, though, when the world returns to normal? How fun would that be? You go to a buddy's house, and you're like, okay, we're going to play poker, but we're not playing for money. We're going to, whatever, whoever wins gets to pick whatever they want out of my junk drawer. Or you make it real fun, put a blindfold on, and you're going in blind. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. that's where he chooses to keep his sharps. Ooh, I got an old D-cell battery. Yeah. I got tetanus. <laughs> 
The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Hey, Bryce. Hmm? Remember when you were just a punk-ass kid? I sure do. And you'd be with your mom in the middle of summer, and you'd be at the grocery store, and you'd be like, is that my teacher? And you saw your teacher in there, but she was wearing like normal human being clothes, maybe shorts and a t-shirt. Very alarming. It was super... It was, I wouldn't say it's off-putting, but it's at the same time, it was completely out of context. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was. Or you might be really lucky and you might be out at a restaurant and see like a local TV news anchor. Ooh. You're like, oh, is, they eat spaghetti too? Oh my God. He has a family? Oh my God. He has a tattoo? Oh my God. That's not his wife. Ooh. Ooh scandal. We better pause for a moment. <laughs> And we're back. Really, that was some hot goss. Oh, so juicy. Yeah, we just started talking about when you see random celebrities or teachers in the wild and how it it's just it is kind of a strange sensation when you just see them doing normal things, like trying to pass off an expired coupon in a grocery store. Uh, this one comes to Stu, who's listening in Yellowknife way up there on Canada's rooftop. Beautiful Yellowknife. Uh, when I was younger, my mother and I went to go to the local hotel for brunch. As we're coming in, Queen Elizabeth II was coming out. What? No one around her but security. She wished my mom a good morning, and my mom wished her a good morning back. My mom just about died after that because she was born in Great Britain. Uh, and this was in Yellowknife in the 90s at the Explorer Hotel. How on earth? I can't imagine. I've never been to Yellowknife. I've never had the pleasure. No. But, but the queen imagine, just wandering around in the wild in Yellowknife? If the queen is in Yellowknife, I feel like everyone would know about it <laughs> and be circling for the opportunity to try and be around her. For her to be able to break free and just walk out of a hotel to yeah. the point that you going to brunch could just stroll up, bump into the queen by accident. Oh, good day. It's nice to hear that the queen is very polite. Uh, There's so many hockey ones. I couldn't imagine running into the queen. No, neither can I. Especially if you're in the, like, the blockbuster, you know, new release section. You both reach for Jurassic Park at the same time. (laughs) Because suddenly it's 1993 or whatever year that was. Uh, 94. Oh. I actually don't know. Hmm. Imagine running into the queen in the bathroom. (laughs) What would that be like? Oh, I was just going to get really gross. Uh, Somebody said, I rented a house. (laughs) I rented a house a few years ago. After moving in, I quickly realized my doctor lived in the house directly behind me. That's a rough one. Because you know that your doctor is going to be peering through their blinds at you as you sit there in your backyard drinking a margarita and eating cake at two o'clock on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Too much judgment. I don't want to be out grilling a steak and just hear through the fence. Yeah. Um, what did I tell you about red meat? What did I tell you about your cholesterol? <laughs> hey, uh, Brian. And he's always out there in a white coat with a stethoscope, or like he's a doctor in a TV commercial. Yeah, he's always got the uh, the board with all the medical information. Mm-hmm. He, the, doc, the doctor knows too much about you. You can't live next to your doctor. No, you can't. And I'm sure a doctor doesn't want to live next to someone that... Uh, my doctor, and so at, for a while, my wife and I both had the same doctor, and it, he's a guy, and his kids were going to the same school 
as our kids. No. So I would see him at functions, and we had to break up with our doctor. Yeah. Nice enough guy and everything, but that pool, it just got a little too shallow. We almost have to do the thing like uh, adult video stores where your doctor should be two towns over. Exactly, yeah. You never should live near your doctor. <laughs> well, my doctor now is actually a friend of mine. Oh, no. You know him. You, you've met him. I but, couldn't do it. But we have uh, anything above the knee and below the waist. I go to the guy down the hallway. <laughs> Everything else, I go see my friend. It's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, maybe it's just because I don't have a friend I trust enough to be my doctor. Well, I barely trust this guy. So <laughs> That's a good rule, though. Yeah. We've spent weekends together in the mountains. So Anywhere your swim shorts would cover you. Uh, I'll go to someone else. <laughs> Somebody says, I hate to break it to you, but your doctor's more scared of you than you are of them. Ah. Outside the clinic, they want to avoid you at all costs. Yeah. You're looking at bananas. You look up, you see your doctor. He or she's looking at, gua- or at uh, avocado. Their biggest fear is probably that you're going to go ask them medical questions in the grocery store. Yeah, or they're mowing their lawn and you want a mole looked at. <laughs> I would just live in fear that I would bump into my doctor at the mailbox and he would just turn to their spouse or whatever and just be like, huh, that's the guy I was telling you about. That's the guy with the weird rash. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, where, man, look at all of these. Hey, I was in Hawaii. Adam Sandler and his family were eating at the restaurant we were at. We did not go over to his table to say hi because that would be rude. I went to the bathroom and swung the door open and almost hit his wife and daughter with the door. Well, that would be a good story, how you knocked his wife and daughter to the ground. (laughs) What an icebreaker. Yeah. Sorry, I knocked your daughter's teeth out. Let me ask you some questions about Happy Gilmore. And how heavily are you coming through bathroom doors that you almost knock people over? <laughs> like a little gentle push is all it takes. You don't need to, you know, shoulder that thing. If I know one thing about vacations is that from time to time you eat something you shouldn't and... Uh, next thing you know... You're having an emergency. Next thing you know, you're sick to your pants. You're sick to your bum. That's why there's a medication called Ducarol. <laughs> I still think it's the funniest name for a medication. Oh, man. That was a meeting, right? Where they're like, okay, we got to name this product. Uh, anybody got any ideas? I know it's Friday afternoon. It's a long weekend and everything. I know everybody's got golf booked. Uh, any idea? Dookie Raw? <laughs> yeah, our work here is done. Have a good weekend, everybody. Oh, Does man. everyone know who Phil Castle is? Oh, the hockey player. Yeah. Currently playing for... Come on. The Coyotes? Everybody Google that right now. <laughs> I think it's Coyote. Is Phil Kessel playing for the Coyote? And you do not like Phil Kessel. I don't. I don't like his attitude. This story is, I don't know, it's kind of bizarre. It just says, I ran into Phil Kessel during a layover at the Minneapolis airport. Mm-hmm. It was during the off season after he had just won a cup with the Penguins. And me being a huge hockey fan, I had to get, go over to say a quick congratulations. He had his dog with him. And he asked me if I would watch his dog for a minute while he went and got some food. He came back with a sandwich for me as well. Just an awesome guy. Ooh, okay. Would you ask a complete stranger to watch your dog in an airport? I don't have a dog, so I don't know what the... No, I would definitely not. I trust no one. Oh. And I also don't... I wouldn't want that responsibility thrusted upon me by a stranger. Can you watch this dog? 
I'm hungry. Sure, Phil Kessel. Like, no thank you. But the fact he kind of redeemed himself by bringing a sandwich. Yeah. For the guy. Okay. I don't mind that one. But he didn't even ask the guy what kind of sandwich he wanted. Yeah. What if he's allergic to tomatoes? What if he's vegan? So, so What if he's vegan? Yeah. Way to go, Phil Kessel. <laughs> now we like you even less. <laughs> Uh, about 10 or 12 years ago, I saw Kevin Costner at the Rose and Crown downtown. That's a pub here. Oh, in Edmonton. Uh, it was Wednesday evening. He was wearing a ball cap and a windbreaker. He had gone full dad, apparently. That'd be weird. I couldn't imagine. Like, in Edmonton, I wouldn't believe it's Kevin Costner. No, and that's what this person said. I told him, hey, you're not Kevin Costner. I was quickly corrected by someone he was with who said, yes, he is. I froze and realized I only said it wasn't him because it just seemed so odd that he would be here. Yes. I told him he didn't have the same eyes. He laughed. Anyway, he was really nice. And when I went to leave, he leaned over and said to me, remember, it's all in the eyes. That's creepy. That's a weird thing to say. It is. What Especially if, if you say it in that tone like I just did. I don't like how you approach that table. And accused him of not being Kevin Costner because it's not like he's sitting there going, I'm Kevin Costner, everybody. No. He was minding his own business. And what if it wasn't? If you just, I could imagine someone, you're not Kevin Costner. And, and he'd be like, like, no. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm Rudy Jenkins. I run a bowling alley. <laughs> Rudy Jenkins. That's a bowling alley name, isn't it? I like that name. Yeah. Uh, Zach Galifianakis was a guest at a wedding I went to a few years ago. Oh, cool. Oh, that was here. I remember hearing about this. He married someone from up here. Yeah. Uh, he was purposely kind of hanging in the back to the point of almost hiding in a corner so as not to draw attention and steal focus. Needless to say, that didn't work. All that, uh, people were taking pictures with him during the reception. All in all, though, super nice and funny guy. I've heard that about him. Very, very kind of quiet. Doesn't I, want any attention. No, but he's been at like beer gardens at festivals here. In yeah, the just city walking before. around Fringe Festival. I've never met him, but I would like to. No, but that would be one of those. That's an out of con. You'd see a guy go by and you'd be like, did that ever look like Zach Galifianakis? Anyway, let me tell you about Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, it'd be one of those things that you would just do in passing. Yeah. But I like, we have a really good one of someone we saw in public. Oh, in Toronto. Downtown Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We were at a party. We were at this event. And I remember we were outside because the event was at a venue that was right on the, the lake. The water, yeah. It was right on the waterfront. And uh, we decided to go back inside, swung open the door, and standing right there, Jean Chrétien. Former Prime Minister of Canada. This was just a couple years ago. See, and here, I will say this too, is I almost knocked him down with the door. He was standing in a bad spot, though. And maybe I did come through that door with a little bit of shoulder, <laughs> but, but I almost took him down. And the weird part is he's standing there just about to do a shot of Jim Bean. Yeah, he had a little glass of bourbon on him. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Is that Jean Chrétien? It sure is. What is he doing here? There's actually a lot of people. That was a weird night. It was a weird night. He was there because Paul Anka was there, which is a weird sentence to say. Oh, yeah. And Paul Anka said, you know who... Uh, What's his name? Jason Bateman. Paul Anka, I think, is his father-in-law. I think I've heard something about that before. Because it all of a sudden, familiar. Jason Bateman popped up on the screen. Said, That's what? right. <laughs> yeah, so Paul Anka was there. Michael Buble was there. Yeah. Arcade Fire was there. Bare Naked Ladies Bare Naked there. Ladies were there, yeah. The surviving members of the Tragically Hip were there. 
It was a purely Canadian night, wasn't it? It was one of those nights where you're like, why am I here? Yeah. How did I end up at this same party? <laughs> I do not fit in. Uh, do you want to hear about a wrestler? Oh, no. Let's do this one. Uh, back when the Funky Buddha, that used to be a pub here, uh, was around, my friend and I sang karaoke a ton. One night we were there when Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys <laughs> was there. He got up on stage and sang ACDC. See, I don't know that I would recognize Bubbles without the glasses. Would you? If he wasn't in character, no, no chance. No, I wouldn't. No chance. But I guess a diehard, if you watch that show all the time, you probably, isn't that the guy from Trailer Park Boys? Like if he went up there and sang ACDC as Bubbles. Do you think he I'd whipped watch. the glasses out of his pocket? And do you sometimes wonder... Has Bubbles, I don't even remember what his real name is, has Bubbles done permanent damage to his eyes by always wearing those kooky glasses? Those Coke bottle glasses? You would have to think that after a while, your eyes would just be permanently like that. I feel for those guys, because they're just those characters forever. Yeah. It's like, remember we met the guy from FUBAR? Oh, Terry. Dean. Or Terry, one of the guys, yeah. Yeah, we met Terry, uh, but we first met him just as the normal guy. Yeah. And then he went in the trailer, changed, and came out, and he was in character the rest of the entire day. Yeah, and we had spent hours talking to him that morning as just the regular guy, but now you're talking to him as Terry. Yeah. It was weird. It was strange. I feel uh, like you know, I, would be the same. I appreciate his commitment to the character, though. Oof. Uh, where are we going to go next here? Oh, this one, another teacher story. Or should we take a call? I know which one we have to take right here. So, Debbie, when you texted me and told me that you used to date Wee Man... From Jackass. Uh, you had to know that I'd have like 4,500 follow-up questions, right? Okay, shoot. Go. <laughs> go for so, it. You dated Wee Man from Jackass. Like, everybody knows who that guy is. Yeah. And he would fly up here to visit you? Yeah, we only dated for a couple months. Uh-huh. But he was a, like a super nice guy. Um, really down to earth. But was it, I've often wondered, what's it like to date somebody famous? Like, do people, did people leave you guys alone? No, it was very eye-opening. And I do, now, I do feel bad for celebrities. We couldn't go anywhere without people, like, we went out for dinner one night, and it was at the Sherlock Holmes pub off of Jasper Ave there, and, like, 10 times interrupted within an hour and a half. But he was super nice and always, you know, talked to people and took pictures or whatever. I often wonder if anyone in Edmonton who did see him remembers that. If see, that's something that is talked about. Oh, I guarantee you somebody listening right now is like, oh my God, I saw a wee man at wherever. But probably we're like, no, that can't possibly be the guy from Jackass. Was yeah, and it, it was it was weird because I'm six feet tall, so people often commented on that as well. Did people I, ask I really inappropriate questions? Yes, like I'm yes. kind of alluding to right now, and I totally regret even bringing this up. No, they do like size of things, and his answer would always be, "I'm the only guy you know with a blank that goes down to my knees." <laughs> Uh, but but would people come up to him and be like, hey, are you who I, like, 
who I think you are? Like, would they, but did people know? Because it's so out of context to see that guy around town. Did people instantly know who he was? Um, they would ask, are you who I think you are? And he would always say, yes, I'm Brad Pitt. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, they, they asked, all, that was like the first question. Are you who I think you are? Exactly wow. like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's super, I still talk to him. He's a really nice guy, really down to earth. Yeah. Um, super dude. He never, the one thing he wouldn't do was kick himself in the face. People would ask him to do that in public? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And oddly enough, I've never seen Jackass. What? No. Are you? <laughs> watch the first one, like the first movie. They, there's a whole obviously. I have TV no idea. Scene. I have no idea. I think him and I got along really well because of that. Because it wasn't he wasn't like a celebrity to me. I have I never seen Jackass. I don't know. I know he can kick himself in the face. Yeah, that's his calling card. But I also kind of didn't want to see them because I've heard stories. Yeah, you knew him as Jason. Yeah, I knew him as Jason. Okay, this is fantastic. I think you might be the clubhouse leader right now. Oh, wow, thank you. How would, how do you date somebody and find out that he's on a TV show and he's in movies and not even be remotely interested in watching a clip? I couldn't function that way. Like, I couldn't function. If I was dating someone who was on a TV show, I would have stalked them so quickly. Because that's what you do now. When you meet somebody, you immediately go to their social media so you can get to know them a bit better. Yeah. Wouldn't you go watch Wee Man kick himself in the face? Especially a movie like Jackass. Because you'd be like, what am I getting myself into here? Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll see him kicking himself in the face. And, and then you'll decide whether you want to continue <laughs> on. <laughs> so I at admire least, her willpower. At least she must. Debbie, I don't know if you're listening to this anymore, but. The at least watch the opening from the first Jackass movie, the giant shopping cart coming down the hill, Wee Man in the front, all of the characters. It's it's spectacular. It's one of the greatest pieces of cinema in history. Those are good movies. They're actually filming one right now. They're filming another are they? one. Yeah. Oh. And like it's like fifteen or twenty years later, they're filming another one. I think their bodies are different now. I think they've taken a beating. And also, we had to ask her after. Uh, how did you even meet him? Did we ever find out? <laughs> uh, it was on Facebook. Oh, how did they meet? I didn't see this. She commented on something and they just kind of like hit it off in the comment section and it kind of just blossomed from there. They met in the comment section? Something like that. Okay. Yeah, they met on Facebook. I know that. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. This one right here, this is the teacher one I was going to uh, read you a second ago. It just says, I lived in a small town in Nova Scotia and we started getting in the bar when I was 16 years old. At one point, I started going there pretty often for lunch. You know, have a beer and a plate of wings and fries, and then head back to school. However, I started seeing my biology teacher there pretty much early on. He said, I won't tell anybody if you don't. And eventually, he started driving me back to school with him, oh. Andy. See, those are back in the good old days when a drunk teacher could drive you to school. <laughs> You know, those those good old days. Oh, what a weird thing all around. Oh. For a 16-year-old to go have a beer, wings, and fries for lunch. At a bar. Already pretty strange. To see a teacher there would be even weirder. Yeah. And to get to a point where you become bar buddies, <laughs> and that teacher now drives you. Uh, that's odd. So many hockey stories. Yeah, hockey players everywhere. A lot of Connor McDavid ones. Um, Everyone seems to have had a run-in with him, but old Bryce. 
Remember, the guy we work with, Tyler, didn't he see him in the grocery store oh. right over here looking at margarine or something? It, was, it might have been the meat section. Oh, yeah. And he's just standing there. I think his girlfriend was buying. He was just standing there. Staring at meat. I think he, Tyler left him alone, though. Yeah. Tyler, no, him. he wouldn't bother him. Yeah, it didn't bother him. No. <laughs> uh, oh, another teacher one. You want another teacher one? Oh, sure. I ran into a few of my grade 12 students at the bar the day after the last day of school. I was quite intoxicated and unsure whether or not they were of age, but I bought them around anyway. And that's how you become a teacher legend. <laughs> they probably still talk about that. That would be pretty awesome. Uh, none of these are about celebrities anymore. I got one about a celebrity. Okay. Uh, it says about 15 years ago, Goldberg from the WWE <laughs> was in town shooting a film and late one night he did a workout at my gym. We both went to the scale in the change room at the same time, stood in front of each other for about one to two seconds and locked eyes. I didn't say anything, but I was completely naked. Oh, in front of Goldberg. That was Michael. What a weird way to meet a celebrity. Do you want a prison one or another naked one? Ooh, let's go do naked. Okay. When I was in grade four, Ooh. I saw my teacher in the swimming pool change room, <laughs> saw everything. This one is burned into my brain. <laughs> Nobody needs to see their teacher naked. Oh. <laughs> and it's perfectly innocent. You're at a public swimming pool, of course. Oh, man, that's awkward. They should have a special change room at public swimming pools just for teachers. Because you don't want to see them naked. My mom was a teacher, and she lived on the opposite side of Calgary from where she taught. Just so she wouldn't have any run-ins. And I used to be like, why would you do that? Your drive to work is so long every day. Why? And it was because exactly what you just said. She didn't want to have that run-in. <laughs> I don't think it would have happened at a pool. Yeah. But my God. Uh, this one, I used to work in a federal prison, and one of the inmates I used to see in the prison saw me at Bourbon Street in West Edmonton Mall <laughs> after she was released and ran up to me to say, hello. How do you, so what do you do with everybody else at your table when some <laughs> former inmate you used to well, introduce us to your friend? How do you, so, yeah. A friend from work. How do you know Kitty? <laughs> well, uh. How did you get those teardrop tattoos on your eyes? Let me see. One hand says love. What is the other one? Oh, hate. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume that everybody in prison has those knuckle tattoos. They do, right? Uh, I saw, oh, here we go. I saw Connor, another West Edmonton mall story. Biggest mall in the world, Bryce. Not a big deal. I saw Connor, and we can go there anytime we like, because we live there. Yeah, I go there just for walks during the pandemic. I saw Connor McDavid at West Edmonton Mall with a Victoria's Secret bag in his hand. Oh, baby. Of course, I had to yell out to my friend and point, it's McDavid! Oh, jeez. Then we made eye contact for like 30 seconds. No, you didn't. It wasn't 30 seconds, and he disappeared. Everybody, leave Connor McDavid alone. He's a treasure. This is a good example on playing it cool. We're lucky to have him. Mm -hmm. uh, that must be exhausting. That probably ruined his whole experience. I guarantee. Well, you know what, though? Um, one day when I become Connor McDavid's life coach, which could totally happen. Yeah. Sure. My first thing that I'm going to do with him is I'm going to be like, Connor McDavid, you need to get yourself some reusable shopping bags. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with shopping at Victoria's Secret, but that's all people will remember. They'll go, ooh, Connor McDavid has 
panties in a bag. <laughs> but if he just has some reusable nylon bag, there would be no, there'd be none of this weirdness. Oh, but when you see someone, especially that standing mm-hmm. to scream their name in a crowded mall is just poor form. He would appreciate it much more if you went up to him and just said on the sly, if you're like, hey, man, I think you're really good at hockey. Yeah. And then slink away, and he'd be like, oh, my God, that guy played it so cool. Yeah. We should probably become best friends. I'm going to, hang on a second. I'm going to stop him and go, I'm going to go invite him over for steaks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the first person to ever embarrass themselves in front of I was once uh, on the movie studio lot in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I was on the, <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I was on the Warner Brothers lot. <laughs> oh, yes. How much did you pay to be on the Warner Brothers lot? I paid, I don't know, $90. <laughs> I was on a tour of the Warner Brothers lot. Oh, this story? And they tell you ahead of time, like, okay, this is a functioning movie studio. If you see a celebrity, just be cool. They're here to work. And we're getting the tour, and Big Bang Theory was still on at the time. And one of the main characters, that Raj character, the main guy, drove by our tour group in the most expensive BMW I've ever seen in my life, by the way. And everyone was like, oh, my God, that's the guy from the Big Bang Theory. Except for one woman at the end who went, oh, my God. God. And actually kind of started to chase after the car. (laughs) And they had to be like, no. And she made the whole group look like a bunch of amateurs. I would have probably jacked that golf cart that I was riding in and would have sped immediately to LAX and flew home. (laughs) Get me out of here. Get me out of here now. Oh, that was embarrassing. Do we have any more phone calls sitting there? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, hello? You wanted to know about someone you saw out of context. Yeah, like just a, a well-known person, but you see them somewhere that you weren't expecting to see them, and it kind of throws you off for a second. We were in Las Vegas, my husband, my sister, and a good friend of ours, and we saw Rupert from Survivor walk through the casino, full tie-dye shirt and everything. But he was, his hair looked the same. He wore the exact same getup. It was weird. <laughs> so he wore the same shirt that he wore on that season of Survivor? Gross. Yeah, well, I hope he washed it, but it, it was the same tie-dye bustle shirt thing. Yep. Yeah, that's a commitment to, that's like Bono and those sunglasses. That if he didn't walk through airports with those sunglasses on, he'd go unnoticed. Rupert doesn't need to be walking around a casino in the gross tie-dyed shirt he wore on Survivor. Yeah, you're just looking for the attention. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Is it? At least Bono, though. I mean, he's got... He's got a career. Does Rupert still have a career? I think, I don't, do you remember who he was? I think he was a social worker or something. Like he does important work in his real life. I think I can picture him. He doesn't need to be walking around a casino with the messy hair and the tie-dye shirt on. Maybe that's just how he gets his lunch now. Yeah. Yes, I am, Rupert. I will give you the honor of buying me a hot dog. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Ooh, mystery candy. 